0: Please turn in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 22. It's interesting as we go through the book of Exodus to read in the Mosaic legislation, Exodus 22, 18. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. We're witnessing uh, by far the greatest explosion of the occult of all time. According to Dave Hunt and T.A. McMahon in their book America uh, The Sorcerer's New Apprentice uh, they say that uh, representatives of some of the nation's largest corporations including IBM, AT&T, and General Motors I met in New Mexico in 1986 to discuss how metaphysics, the occult, uh, Hindu mysticism, similar things might help executives compete in the world marketplace. Recent world, Wall Street Journal editorial discussed the ethics of companies forcing their employees to undergo such training in uh, New Age techniques. The cult is spreading tremendously. What does the term occult mean? It means pertaining to certain reputed sciences, such as astrology, involving the alleged knowledge or employment of secret or mysterious agencies is permeating our society. Especially uh, many of your modern methods of self-improvement now being offered by thousands of companies are in fact a revival of ancient occult practices under new labels. A lot of these courses are offered to the public, but many are being offered uh, by companies. The generic term of all of these would be new age. For instance, California Business Magazine uh, had an article recently where they said they had contacted uh, presidents of 500 companies in California and that one half of these 500 companies have involved their employees in new age training seminars. Observing one such training program, two reporters facetiously asked the company if this was the head of a religious cult. And they said, no, this is California Pacific. The largest utility in California with 67,000 employees. And uh, they were required to go through New Age training called crone training. Uh, They complained. Uh, To the regulatory authority, some of the employees and the company was restricted from requiring its employees to go through this. It was costing the company and being passed on to the users of the utility $100 million to put this training on. a lot of books out on the New Age. Here's one that I found helpful, A Crash Course on the New Age Movement by Elliot Miller with a foreword by Walter Martin. And uh, he defines the New Age Movement as an extremely large, loosely structured network of organizations and individuals bound together by common values based in mysticism and a common vision, namely a coming new age of peace and uh, man's enlightenment. Uh, Eliot uh, says, New Agers believe that specific techniques for altering the consciousness, for example, meditation, chanting, ecstatic dancing, sensory deprivation, can enable the seeker to consciously experience his supposed oneness with God. Thus, salvation for the New Ager is equated with gnosis, experimental knowledge. It is self-realization, or the realization that one's true self is God. Uh, Such mystical experiences are viewed as doorways to personal transformation, a lifelong growth process marked by increasing wholeness and personal power. It's a Western expression of Hinduism in many respects, and a lot of it has been introduced to our country by gurus from India. The talk show queen, Ofra Winfrey credits her professional success to uh, her New Age spirituality, she says, it is because of this God-centeredness that I am where I am. Each morning, I center myself to touch the God-light I believe is in all of us. I get boundless energy from that. I guess the best known of the New Ages is Shirley McLean, who hit the scene with her book Out on a Limb. Someone else has written a book uh, <laughs> Out on a Broken Limb. But uh, she... Uh, She has sold, uh, by the end of 87, three million copies of that book. And uh, in early uh, 87, January of 87, it was made into a a five-hour TV series that I'm sure many of you saw based on her experience with channeling, channelers. In one scene, she's standing on Malibu Beach with her arms outstretched to the cosmos. She and her spiritual advisor... And they shout over and over, I am God, I am God, I am God. What's the attraction of the occult? Well, there are a number of factors. Nature abhors a vacuum. And in this country, you have a vacuum. When the mainline churches have defected, uh, by and large, from uh, evangelical Christianity, and uh, when uh, many people are rejecting Christ... They will have some sort of religion, and they turn to this. Uh, Marilyn Ferguson, who is a New Age author, says the key to the New Age generation is its unwillingness to accept guilt. They seek a religion that's not judgmental, one in which every man does his own thing, unburdened by conscience. The New Age says to the unbeliever, Uh, You are God. Uh, There are no rules. You be the judge of right and wrong. For instance, one author, Leo Bascaglia, in his book, Personhood, says, No one is guilty. We are all innocents. Or Carl Frederick, in playing the game the new way, says, You are the supreme being. There isn't any right or wrong. There's, of course, the attraction of Power. That draws people toward the occult. They desire knowledge of the future sometime. Uh, Think of Saul and the witch of Endor in the Bible. When Saul, seeking knowledge, uh, calls on the witch of Endor in 1 Samuel 28. Sometimes it's curiosity. Sometimes it's excitement. The underlying root is rebellion against God. And the new age began in the Garden of Eden. Uh, when the woman wanted to be like God. Well, what does the Scripture say about the occult? We just read Exodus twenty two, eighteen. Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Scripture condemns the occult. Uh, Mosaic legislation. In Deuteronomy, if you look at Deuteronomy chapter eighteen, you have the most said about it there. It's said anywhere in Scripture. Deuteronomy eighteen and verse nine, where Moses at the end of his life is summing up uh, the teaching of the Lord. And uh, in verse nine of Deuteronomy eighteen, when thou art come into the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee, thou shalt not learn to do after the abomination of those nations. There shall not be found among you any one that maketh his son or daughter pass through the fire, or that uses divination, or an observer of times, or an enchanter, or a witch, or a charmer, or a consulter with familiar spirits, or a wizard, or a necromancer. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord thy God doth drive them out from before thee. Well, we get uh, the condemnation of this in the case of Saul, who went to the witch at Endor. First Chronicles ten says, "So Saul died for his transgression, which he committed against the Lord, and also for asking counsel of one that had a familiar spirit." In Leviticus twenty sixteen. And the person, persons who turn after mediums and familiar spirits, I will set my face against that person and cut him off from his people, says God. What are those different practices that were enumerated there? Passing, uh, charging your children to pass through the fire apparently is a reference to the sacrifice of children to the heathen God of Molech and other gods. Divination, attempt to discern the future by going into a trance or reading tea leaves or tarot cards. An observer of times, astrology, an attempt to discern the future. An enchanter, one who charms or casts spells. A witch, one who practices the black arts. Their power comes through contact with an evil spirit or familiar spirit, called a familiar spirit because they consort with people. They're familiar with people. A charmer, one who casts spells. A wizard skilled in the use of sorcery whose powers come from an evil spirit. Necromancer, a medium who consults with the dead. A lot of overlap, but all of that is condemned. What's the source of power for those who are involved in the occult? Well, of course, some of it's fakery. Some of it's just uh, the old con game. In uh, his recent book, R.C. Sproul tells of uh, one occasion when Jackie Gleason was talking to the comedian Lou Costello. And Lou Costello said uh, that he had a friend uh, who could read people's minds over the telephone. And uh, Gleason said, that's a lot of bunk. No, no, it's mental telepathy. No, no, that's a lot of bunk. Well, I've got a friend who can do it. I don't believe it. You want to put $500 up on it? All right. I'll bet you $500. He can't read my mind over the telephone. Uh, So uh, he said, all right. Took a pack of cards and said, take any card. Jackie drew a card. It was a queen of spades. He said, okay, here's a telephone number of this fellow in Boston. You call him up and... uh, He'll tell you what card you've chosen. You just ask for the wizard. And uh, tell him you've chosen a card uh, from a deck of cards. And ask him if he can read your mind and tell you what card it is. Gleason calls him. He says, I'd like to speak to the wizard. The fellow says, I'm the wizard. He said, I've uh, been talking to Lou Costello down here. He says he's a friend of yours and you can read my mind. Well I want you to tell me what card I've got in my hand. He said, concentrate on it. Think hard. It's black, picture of a woman, queen of spades. Good night. How'd you do that? He turned and gave Lewis five hundred bucks. Lou Costello had fifty-two wizards, <clears throat> one for each card. <laughs> As <laughs> soon as the wizard would ask for her, he knew which card he was to answer. Uh, the, uh, sometimes it's fakery. Sometimes uh, it's not. Often it's not. One hundred years ago or so, John Nevius was a missionary to China. And he didn't really believe that demons were active in the world today. He thought that they had been active in Jesus' day. He believed the Bible, but he didn't much believe they were active today. But he got over in uh, China, and he began to encounter things as a missionary that he couldn't explain under normal circumstances. And he decided to really research it. He did a very thorough research. He wrote to missionaries all over the world. He said, are you encountering what I'm encountering? And he sent them a very detailed questionnaire. And then he recorded his results. He wrote the classic book, Demon Possession and Allied Themes. It's a classic to this day. For instance, he tells of a Chinese gentleman who bought a picture of a Chinese, the wife of a Chinese god, the chief deity in China. The wife's name was Wang Mu Nang. And uh, he took the picture home and hung it up in his house. Several weeks later, in a dream this spirit appeared to him and said, I am Wang Nang, and I've come to dwell in your house. Uh, you must worship me. Well, he woke up and he was stricken with a seizure, great pain. And uh, this spirit began to speak through him using his vocal cords and told uh, the family that if they would just worship him, burn incense to him and obey him, that this would be relieved And that he would help them He didn't mean them any ill uh, Well the man resisted The man was in a trance when this was happening When he came out of the trance His family told him what he had said And he said I'm not going to do it uh, But then he was seized again With this terrible pain And, and uh, he would try taking medicine And this spirit would speak through him And say "Medicine's not going to help There's not going to be any relief Until you burn incense to me And worship me Finally the man gave in And uh, the spirit would uh, come and speak through him and say, Now, uh, I will help you. I will give you the ability to diagnose people's ills and to heal people. I will have people come to you and pay you. And soon the whole town was coming to him. And he was healing them through the power of this evil spirit. This went on for some years. Uh, Finally, he became a Christian and, uh, and was delivered from this and rejected it. And was a very well-known and responsible, faithful Christian, and was just typical of the kind of things that John Nevius was hitting. Doug Glover, one who was himself deeply involved in the New Age movement, says, and he's now left the movement. He says, after lengthy observation of the entire New Age scene, I'm convinced that these techniques, yoga. Transcendental meditation, rebirthing, visualization of inner guides, etc., have an intrinsic power in themselves. They work because they're designed specifically to blow open doors and knock down barriers that God has placed in the human spirit to prevent its takeover by demonic beings that I came to realize are real and very destructive. Many of your big time rock stars attribute their inspiration to their involvement with demons. Uh, For instance, uh, in his book uh, on uh, America, The Sorcerer's New Apprentice by Hunt and uh, the other author, they quote John Lennon. Uh, John Lennon says, about his own inspiration process, it's like being possessed, like a medium. According to Keith Richards of the Rolling Stones, the stone songs came spontaneously like an inspiration at a seance. The tunes arrived in mass as if we were only a open medium. Of the Beatles, Yoko Ono has said they were like mediums, They weren't conscious of all they were seeing. It was coming through them. Many others of your rock stars tell similar stories, and some, of course, under such uh, possession, committed suicide, etc. Part of the New Age scene is channeling. That's a rage today, a fad. And the This involves a communication of information to or through a physically embodied uh, human being from a source that's said to exist on some other level of dimension or reality. It typically involves a person going into a trance. And allowing his vocal cords to be taken over by a spirit entity who proceeds to philosophize about the meaning of life or uh, other things, answer questions, and generally wow audiences. One of the most popular channels today is a lady by the name of Jay Z Knight. And the spirit entity that speaks through her uh, calls himself Ramtha. Ramtha. Uh, Douglas Mayer describes what happens when Ramthar appears and takes over J.Z. Knight's form. The body of J.Z. Knight is, in, is still present, but is a totally different personality. Uh, the softness of J.Z.'s mannerisms and facial expressions are replaced by those of a man Body postures and gestures are surging with power. The voice is that of another. And he says anyone who sees this will realize that something has taken place here of a supernatural nature. Jay-Z tells when she first encountered this spirit being, she and her husband uh, were at their home and were devoting a weekend to experimenting with the alleged power of pyramids to preserve food. By Sunday afternoon, they had become giddy, laughing so hard that tears came to their eyes. Looking up from her laughter, Jay-Z saw what appeared as though someone had taken a handful of gold sparkles and sprinkled them from the ceiling. Peering closer to make sure it wasn't merely the light reflecting through her tears, She saw the sparkles take the transparent form of a bald, warrior-like man, nearly seven feet tall. I am Ramtha, the enlightened one. I am here to help you over the ditch, he said. And thus began a period of nearly two years in which Ramtha appeared to Jay-Z, monitored her thoughts, and talked with her constantly as he taught her. After innumerable adventures and experiences over a period in which she feared she might, that he might be the devil, she came to know, trust, and love him immensely. With Jay-Z's approval, Ramtha then began to speak through her as a trance channel. Her earlier audiences were small, intimate gatherings in private homes. As the word grew, so did the audiences. And now, as many as eight hundred will come together to hear this, and they pay two hundred and fifty dollars for a weekend seminar, and uh, so you, uh, this channels about one hundred ninety thousand dollars into the bank account of Ramtha or of Jay Z Knight on any given weekend. Uh, <clears throat> when uh, Ramtha appeared on the Merv Griffin television show several years ago uh, through J.V. Knight there, J.Z. Knight. Merv Griffin asked this spirit entity, speaking through her, what is the message you have for the world? And the answer, I want everyone to know that what is termed God is within your being and what is called Christ. And when you know that you are God, you will find joy. Another New Age cult practiced is shamanism. The heart of shamanism is... uh, Involves an inner guide, often called a power animal. In this you visualize yourself in a safe area, maybe a wooded area, and then you look around in this safe area and look for an animal. Maybe you'll see a rabbit. Move closer to the animal. Ask the animal to move closer to you. Talk to the animal. Ask the animal its name. This is your spirit guide. Don't be surprised when he answers you. And he will give you counsel. Uh, this is another technique here. Uh, Hunt says, the experience of meeting these entities is so real. And what they offer in so many cases is, seems so in line with the good of humanity that once initiated, a person is convinced that he is part of a superior consciousness and feels compelled to convince others to open themselves to the same life-changing transformation. The book, Jonathan Livingston Seagull, was written by such a spirit guide In the form of a gull, Richard Bach, who wrote the book, which was a bestseller several years ago, Jonathan Livingston Seagull. He received that book by dictation from a seagull that he visualized. It's called uh, Automatic Writing. How serious is all of this? Well, you know, if we knew something of the history of it, we'd take it pretty seriously. 1610, the Hungarian countess Elizabeth Bathory was executed after the bodies of 50 girls were found chained in her basement. She liked to bathe in human blood. 1676, riots broke out in Paris over the appalling disappearance of children. Four years later, a Satanist named Catherine Gachez was found with her furnace loaded with the remains of scores of children. It was estimated that 2,500 children had been sacrificed by her to Satan. In this country, November 1967, UPI reported two parents practicing black magic dipped their six-year-old son feet first into boiling water every two days for a month. They were found to be sane and rational. They said they did it in a sacrifice to Satan. August August of 69... A ritual murder involving devil worship took place at Sharon Tate's home with the Charles Manson gang. Two weeks ago, uh, right across the Texas border, Matamoros, Mexico, they dug up the remains of 13 bodies that had been dissected in satanic ritual by a satanic uh, drug smuggling cult. The sheriff said there was a huge cauldron there and in the cauldron there was a turtle there were goat's feet uh, human blood and human body parts dissected. He said anyone seeing this wouldn't believe it. Anyone seeing this would realize that something awful and serious is afoot today. In uh, a book written by the pastor of the Roswell Street Baptist Church in Atlanta, Nelson Price, New Age, the Occult, and Lion Country. He talks about this over in Georgia. And uh, he tells about a girl, Arlene, who uh, went to church regularly, but she began to experiment, and uh, so one night she went to a satanic ritual About 40 people there The next morning she would be in church But there she was She said a young mother Clothed uh, in a robe Approached the priest Carrying her baby The priest took black leather straps Tied the infant to an altar The baby began crying And Arlene thought well The baby just wants someone to hold it and cuddle him. Chants and prayers arose from the crowd. The high priest moved towards the altar, banishing a sword. Arlene gasped and whispered to her boyfriend, They're not going to, are they? He said, You bet your life they are. At that, the priest dissected the head of the baby. She got more and more involved and... She said, Why would uh, that young mother offer her child as a sacrifice? Because she sought favors from Satan. Within days, the mother had the new car she desired. Other friends from the coven gleefully spoke of becoming pregnant and sacrificing their babies. Was this an isolated, radical incident? Well, if you were to talk to the psychiatrists in our church, who talked to psychiatrists all over the country, you would know that this is not an isolated interest, in, incident. You would know that this kind of thing is going on all over the country today. He says, Larry Dunn, a Washington State Sheriff's deputy and member of the Cult Crime Impact Network, estimates that as many as 50,000 human sacrifices take place every year in America. Now, that's an estimate, and it may be badly exaggerated. But that kind of thing is going on in our society. It's going on in our area, in Birmingham. And it's part of the scene. People are being destroyed. Maybe you saw the newspaper... Birmingham News, Satan's kids, death violence, common among teens caught up in the dark world. Grieving parents refuse to believe satanic evidence when their daughter committed suicide that she'd been involved in this. Violent teens are often obsessed with heavy metal rock. Children who become entangled in self-style style satanism often share an obsession with heavy, uh, heavy metal rock music. You might say that heavy metal rock music is, uh, to Satanism, what gospel music is to Christianity, and so on. Uh, people are being destroyed. God is being disobeyed. The subtlety of the occult. Uh, people don't know what they're getting into it. into. Here's a book, What Your Horoscope Doesn't Tell You, and the author who was involved in, in astrology until he became a Christian Says many major sorrows came my way due to my involvement with astrology. I did not understand that I would have been spared some major life disasters if I had not listened to the occult. Uh, that's why I'm burdened for those in such a lifestyle, hoping they may be spared the maltreatment of deception. The impending outcome of a medium's continued intercourse with the unseen world of evil spirits is his or her disintegration into the awful likeness of these beings. With some persons, the breakdown is inch by inch. Others find themselves under psychiatric care only after a few years. Uh, Safety is found only through Christ, but it is found through Christ. We looked at Deuteronomy 18 there, where it said, do not consult with those who have familiar spirits, he goes on to say, "'For I will raise up a prophet unto you.'" Speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, him shall you hear. Safety is found through Jesus Christ, who has come into this world to destroy the works of the devil. And uh, it's found, of course, in turning to him, putting our trust in him. Whether we are into the occult or not, we need Christ, because he alone can save us from the guilt of our sins and from the power of the devil.'" And Jesus told the religious leaders, you're of your father, the devil. You're under his power, whether you know it or not. They weren't into the occult, but they were under the control of Satan. Only through Christ can we be delivered delivered from that. As we come to him, put our trust in him, surrender our will to him. And then separate ourselves from all involvement with this type of thing. Immerse ourselves in the scriptures so we know God's will and then try to do God's will. And then as we evangelize others, spread the gospel. That's the solution to this type thing in our society. When the gospel went out into pagan Europe, this type thing was rolled back. And as the gospel began to be dim, as the churches in there and many other sections of the world began to depart from the basic gospel message, the darkness begins to roll back. And the answer is the gospel of Jesus Christ being spread. Let us pray. <clears throat> As our hearts are bowed, uh, have you ever really surrendered your will to Christ? Have you put your trust in Him? If you have never done that, or if you have been dabbling in the occult in some form or fashion, repent of that and really surrender and put your trust in Christ. Pray like this, Lord Jesus, I surrender my will to You and I trust You as my Lord and Savior come into my life. Amen.